You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in on a Monday edition of the podcast. Hope you guys' weekend was great. Your Thanksgiving weekend, it's Cyber Monday. Hope you're out shopping on the interwebs, but spending some time listening to this podcast while you're doing it. A lot to catch you up on from the weekend that was in BYU sports. The Cougars down UVU and now prepare for two games at the Mohegan Sun in Connecticut. Also lose one of their forwards to a season-ending injury. We'll break all of that down for the BYU basketball program. We'll also talk some BYU football. As the Cougars remain at number eight in both of the national polls, both the media and the coaches' polls, will that have any impact on tomorrow's college football playoff rankings? We'll examine that and also talk about the big-time commitment of Logan Fineau committing to be a BYU Cougar once again. So a lot to get to on a Monday edition of the show. Our title sponsor today is our good friends at Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and save yourself 20% on your next order. Also brought today in part by our good friends over at all guard pest control we'll tell you more about both of those companies here in just a little while all right there you go that's the rundown let's break into it now this is the locked on cougars podcast for november 30th 2020 What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars here. A reminder for you guys, if you're new to the show, we aim to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news you need to know about as well as insider information that you cannot find anywhere else. So make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button so that way you never miss an episode of the show. All right, kicking off the podcast today let's talk a little bit about BYU now 3-0 in basketball after an 82-60 win over Utah Valley University and I have to say I actually was impressed by BYU's grit in this game and what I mean by that is BYU got off to a very clunky start they could not hit a three through the first felt like 10 minutes of that ball game and guys like Trey Woodbury were just lighting it up for UVU Woodbury formerly a guy who who was a was going to potentially commit to BYU essentially it came down to is he going to play at UVU or is he going to play at BYU and he picked the Wolverines and I think he wanted to show BYU what they were missing out on etc and he had a great game 24 points uh, Jameson Overton his teammate uh, combined with him for 45 had 21 of his own but BYU, I think, just overwhelmed the Wolverines in this game. Uh, UVU is without Evan Cole, their graduate transfer star, as well as former BYU guard Colby Lafson. Both of them probably would have had an impact in this contest. But BYU's depth, guys, came through. That was the impressive part. Brandon Averett and Alex Barcelo, the backcourt tandem, the ABBA tandem, as I'm terming them, and many of you out there are as well, really were stellar in this game. Barcelo leading the Cougars in scoring for the third straight game with 20 points. I'll tell you what, though. 
I think Alex Barcelo is going to be just a breakout star this year for the Cougars. He kind of took a backseat to guys like a TJ Hawes, Yoli Childs, and Jake Toulson at times last year, but he's a team captain this year. He's a senior, really wants to go out on a high note, and I really think what we are seeing early on this season is going to be replicable for that young man as he rolls. A new number this year from wearing number 13, Brandon Averett took over the number four that he wore a year ago, but I really like the depth of BYU's basketball program. That depth did take a hit as it was revealed pregame Saturday evening by Mark Pope that Gavin Baxter did tear an ACL against the University of New Orleans on Thanksgiving night. Just an absolutely awful awful turn of events for that young man we talked about it on friday's edition of the podcast how he battled back from a shoulder injury that shoulder surgery they had on his labrum to play in a handful of games before the season got canceled this past spring and now he comes out healthy a starter for the this byu basketball program and less than two games into the season he gets his knee rolled into tears an acl and now he's done for the year I feel for that young man. The good news is, is it will not affect his eligibility. If I were him, I'd actually challenge for another year of eligibility with the NCAA and see if I could get all three years back that he technically could possibly have. But regardless, he'll have at least two more seasons of eligibility after this one. It's just unfortunate that he earns a starting job with the BYU basketball program. And there's some thought that eventually a guy like Matt Harms was going to overtake him and regain a starting job for the BYU basketball program. But regardless, he earns a starting job. And then, like I said, less than two games into his season, his junior season, he's done for the year. Just awful. And I, I feel for... Gavin Baxter and wish him nothing but the best as he moves forward. Uh, BYU as a whole now turns their attention to playing USC tomorrow at the Mohegan Sun back there in Connecticut. The the tournament they're going to play in already had one team drop out with Vanderbilt deciding they're not going to travel to the Mohegan Sun. So we'll see how this shakes out. I haven't seen exactly how the scheduling is going to go because BYU is supposed to play USC. That is set in stone. Obviously, I Set in stone is very much uh, different in 2020. Anything can change at any time, it feels like. But the Cougars are set to face USC on Tuesday, and then they were anticipated to play either UConn or Vanderbilt on Thursday. But with Vanderbilt dropping out, could it be just BYU plays UConn on Thursday and then travels back home to go up to Logan to face Utah State? It's a huge week ahead for BYU. You win three of these three games. You beat USC, you beat UConn, or maybe another team potentially that UConn faces, you're the winner of that game, and then you go and beat Utah State on their home court up there in the spectrum. Well, you're looking at a very nice trio of wins in the early part of your schedule of course 2020 has been weird for many college basketball programs the university of utah has still not even seen the court yet multiple programs for that matter have not seen the court yet meanwhile by the end of this week byu could have played six games so we'll see what happens but i think this is a big week ahead for byu and the good news is it sounds like matt harms should be full go uh, beginning tomorrow against usc what we saw from him in limited action in 12 minutes against uh uh, against UVU showed some interesting things. He's very much a face-up player, has the ability to stretch the floor all the way out to the three-point line, and you just can't teach seven-foot-three length. It's it's pretty impressive to see what he's doing. So good to see him back healthy, and I think he only makes BYU more formidable. 
And this is a very, very deep BYU team, at least we've seen early on this season. At some point, that rotation is going to be cut down, and you're going to see maybe a, a key rotation of seven or eight guys versus the 10 to 12 guys it seems like early on this season BYU's been using. But regardless, the depth is there for BYU, and I'm really impressed by what I've seen from the BYU basketball program through three games. But of course, those were the easy three games on BYU slate. It really ramps up beginning tomorrow against USC, Thursday against UConn or maybe somebody else, and then Saturday, obviously, an in-state game against the likes of Utah State. Could be a pivotal week for BYU if they can run up a 6-0 record after this week. I think you'd already start knocking on the top 25 door at that point if the Cougars are 6-0. But hey, if you lose one game in this run here, not the end of the world, maybe 1-2, 0-3, that's when you begin to worry a little bit. So we'll find out more beginning tomorrow against USC. All right, we will turn our attention to BYU football here in just a moment. We need to talk a little bit about the Cougars, where they landed in the national rankings, what the chances are that they add a game this week. We'll get to all of that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends over at All Guard Pest Control. I tell you a lot about this company, but I mean it when I say it. They are the best option for your pest control needs. Regardless if you have residential or commercial pest control needs, All Guard Pest Control can scale to fit whatever you need. Right now, obviously, with COVID-19 raging, we're seeing a spike in the case levels. They want to make sure that you are comfortable and they're being as safe as possible when they come into your home. If you don't want them to enter your home to treat your home, they're happy to spray on the outside, make sure that barrier is up on the outside at bare minimum to protect your home from the creepy crawly things that want to get inside your home where it's nice and warm as it's getting really cold on the outside, as you guys well know here along the Wasatch Front. They're a Wasatch Front-based company, a local company, a small company. A lot of us talk about the fact that buy local. Well, All Guard Pest Control is one of those companies. So support them. They support the podcast. They support me by taking care of my home. And I mean it when I say it. This is the best pest control company for whatever you guys have a need for. No matter what your pest control issue is, whether it's spiders, ants, mice, and everything in between or even beyond that, they can handle it. They're also the termite experts in the state of Utah. So you can call them anytime you need their services. Their phone number, 801-851-1812. That's 801-851-1812. You also can go online and learn more about them at their website, allguardpestcontrols.com. That's allguardpestcontrols with an S dot com. Check it out. You also can search them out on the various websites who have reviews. I tell you this, they have five-star reviews. They are the best of the best when it comes to the pest control game. So trust them with your home. That's All Guard Pest Control. Once again, 801-851-1812 or check them out online at allguardpestcontrols.com. As we eagerly await the next round of the college football playoff rankings which are due out tomorrow evening, obviously BYU fans have a lot of angst with regards to the fact that the Cougars are ranked 14th in those initial rankings. I did wonder how the initial rankings would affect BYU in both of the AP and the coaches' polls this week, but apparently had no effect to a large degree. Cougars checking in at number eight for, the, I believe, the fourth week in a row in those national polls, and I really do wonder what will happen with the college football playoff rankings because there were a lot of people in the media and not just local media like myself who were out there standing up for BYU. You saw it on college football game day on ESPN. You saw it on the big noon Saturday show on Fox. They were speaking out saying, what in the world is going on with BYU? And obviously Gary Barda's comments about Cincinnati being 4-0 and versus teams with a 
500 record and being top 20 in both scoring offense and scoring defense holds no water considering BYU. Guess what? They have the exact same, if not better, resume by those two metrics than Cincinnati does. So I think it's complete buffoonery on the college football playoff to have put BYU where they are. I do expect a little bit of a what we'll call a course correction tomorrow. I, I thought that BYU would check in around number 10. Obviously, losses by the likes of Oregon this past week will help BYU, I believe, and some narrow wins uh, for the likes of Indiana and a loss by Northwestern, by the way. Also, the upset by Michigan State will help BYU out. Northwestern, who checked in at number eight, Eight for some weird reason. Oh, they're 5-0 and oh in the Big Ten. Well, they deserve to be in the top ten. Great. Well, it's Northwestern. Michigan State exposed the paper tiger that they were. And I think BYU will move up. We'll see how far they move up, and we'll talk more about that on tomorrow's edition of the show. It's a little bit of a tease ahead for tomorrow's podcast. Also going to catch up with Matt Zemick from TrojanWire.com. Matt's a longtime college football and college basketball writer. Covers it both from a national and a local perspective for USC, but also a longtime, like I said, guy who pays attention to the sport nationally. He'll weigh in on both BYU football and BYU basketball. We'll get to that on tomorrow's podcast. But the bigger question now is, can BYU find a game this coming weekend? There was some hope when the AC ACC announced that Miami was looking for a game late last week that, hey, BYU's available. Let's give them a call. Well, Florida State's not able to play, and the ACC is going to keep it in-house with Miami facing Duke, which will be an absolute slaughter because Duke's having a rough year this year. But BYU, in the hopes of playing an ACC team going down to Miami Gardens to play there, I think it's still called Hard Rock Stadium. I'm not 100% sure on that, but it would have been fun to see BYU and Miami face off 30 years after that big-time upset for BYU at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, but alas, it's not to be. And Tom Homo said last night on Twitter that he has put out feelers all over the country. He said teams and conferences are aware that BYU wants to play and that the Cougars will be ready. I talked to some people as late as Saturday night who told me that Tom Homo was scouring the country trying to find an opponent for BYU, and I'm not talking about any opponent because, let's be honest, BYU could probably call up UMass tomorrow and say, hey, let's play Saturday, and UMass would be like, Sure, let's do it. But that'd be an absolute pasting because UMass is awful, as many of us know who are BYU fans who have watched over the past four or five years that the Minutemen and the Cougars have faced off, the 2017 debacle aside. But I think that BYU is going to do their absolute darndest to find a game, but I'm worried they're not going to, folks. Because when I see Tom Homo put out that we're trying to find somebody, but he doesn't have anything in terms of substance of, well, we're examining options, we're talking to teams, they've essentially put out phone calls, they made the phone calls, the emails, all the different things, but they're not being returned. And that's the problem with BYU in their current circumstance at being 9-0 and and nationally ranked. G5 team Teams who would be teams that would quote unquote move the meter. We're talking the likes of Coastal Carolina, a Liberty, uh, a Cincinnati, obviously, who has COVID concerns of their own, which nicks an opportunity to play that game potentially this week. Those games, those teams have rebuffed BYU by and large. Cincinnati, I haven't heard on, but I've heard Coastal Carolina, Liberty, and Marshall have said thanks but no thanks to BYU. Obviously, BYU would love to get a Power 5 opponent. There was the whole debacle with Washington a week ago. Could the Pac-12 come back around and give BYU a game? Sure, but the Cougars are going to insist that you cannot cancel that game, and I don't think that's a provision that the Pac-12 is going to acquiesce to that request. Could a Big 12 game pop up? Could a Big 10? 
10 game pop up. There's always the possibility, but my personal gut feeling is it's not going to happen, and I don't think I'm alone in that. Uh, Glenn Lumen, a longtime listener who actually is living the good life, and Glenn, thanks for weighing in. He sent this in to me last night saying, quote, I wish I was surprised with the number 14 ranking for BYU. We will see what happens this week. With one team ahead of us losing and the team behind us losing, we should move up one spot. If the committee reevaluates this decision, we can move up to 12th. My fear is the committee has made a decision to leave BYU out of the money and will continue to justify their decision, unquote. Glenn, you're not wrong. I think there's a lot of BYU fans who echo what you have to say. It does appear that the college football playoff wants to leave BYU at at least through that first initial ranking. Tomorrow could change the narrative. We're going to find out in terms of if things will move back towards BYU matching up with their national ranking in both the AP and coaches polls with how the college football playoff committee sees it. Will the outcry from the national media cause the CFP committee to reevaluate themselves, reevaluate their approach to BYU? You could hope so, but I do have some thought that the College Football Playoff Committee has no interest in rewarding BYU. And you can call it a conspiracy conspiracy theory, the hashtag YAnon that's out there. Our good friends Jeff Hansen and uh, Garrett McClintock over at College Sports Insider having some fun with that. There's some screwy things going on because everything, all the justification that Gary Barta put out there for the college football playoff rankings just held no water based on what he said last week. We'll hopefully learn more tomorrow. Hopefully we'll see a higher ranking. But the bigger thing is, is I want to see BYU play football and really have the college football playoff committee put on notice that are you actually watching us play? Because if you're not, that's where you're not getting that quote-unquote eyeball test and you're not figuring it out what we're doing. I just worry that there's no game this weekend for BYU. I worry that BYU playing just the 10 games is going to be an accomplishment that may not be matched by many other teams out there because COVID-19 is wreaking havoc right now on this sport. There are postponements and cancellations all over. And the issue is BYU's played nine games and the nine games they have won, they've absolutely pummeled all of their opponents with one or two exceptions. The sad part is, is it appears that the college football playoff committee has not paid attention to what BYU is doing. And right now, based on everything I'm hearing and what Tom Homo's saying, I don't expect a game this weekend. And the next chance to see the college football playoff committee finally get an opportunity to see the Cougars play is a week from Saturday when they play San Diego State. Will that be too, too little too late considering the only one more reveal of the college football playoff rankings after that game? It's a very fine line right here for BYU to walk, and it's unfortunate that it seems like the College Football Playoff Committee didn't pay attention to BYU. They're not going to get rewarded for the fact that they've played among the most games in the country so far and absolutely creamed their opponents, and they may only have one more opportunity to show the College Football Playoff Committee what they can do. My hope is that if BYU doesn't get a game this week, that come the 19th, the final weekend of the regular season, they do get a game. They need to have as many opportunities to get themselves in front of that college football playoff committee and really shake them and say, hey, are you paying attention now to see what can happen? The bigger issue for BYU is finding a way inside that top 10 in the CFP rankings to lock in that New Year's 6 spot. But there's just some some fear and I think some some well-founded 
thoughts out there like Glenn's that think that the college football playoff committee is going to justify leaving BYU out and that would be an absolute travesty but here's hoping that they realize the mistake they made and the rankings begin to reflect that beginning tomorrow all right we'll talk about some good news with regards to BYU and their stellar start to the season in terms of a big time commitment from Saturday night with Logan Fanot deciding to sign with the Cougars after all of it went down he originally committed to BYU way back when he's going to be a Cougar after all is said and done we'll examine that here in just a moment today's show is brought to you by our good friends over at Built Bar we tell you a lot about this company but I mean it when I say it these are the best tasting protein bars on the market this morning for breakfast I actually had the German chocolate flavored bar and some of you may like German chocolate I have German heritage and I love German chocolate cake this tastes like a German chocolate cake and I mean that all these bars are covered in 100% chocolate they have the best tasting protein bars across 18 different flavors and I mean it when I say if you guys want the best tasting protein bars go to builtbar.com right now Built Bar they have a Cyber Monday deal you go to builtbar.com you get 25% off your order. And if you use the promo code Locked On that we've been talking about, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, you'll get an additional discount, which really stacks upon the savings. It's a great way to get the best tasting protein bars into your pantry and into your diet. I love these bars. They're perfect for the health conscious guy or gal out there. Whether you're trying to lose or maintain weight, you're on the keto diet, they're the perfect solution. So go to BuiltBar.com right now, guys. Check it out. 25% off for Cyber Monday, but also save an additional discount by stacking it on top by using the promo code LOCKEDON when you stop by. That's BuiltBar.com, a proud partner with us here on Locked On Cougars and the Locked On Podcast Network. Guys, there's a show I want to tell you about that's an NFL show here in the Locked On Podcast Network, and it's called Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt will give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, just like you do here with the Locked On Cougars podcast. As you round out this Monday edition of the show, let's talk a little bit about BYU recruiting. I talked about on Friday how BYU had a huge opportunity to really capitalize with their national standing with the commitment potentially of a guy like Logan Fanot out of Timview High School. And you know what? Lo and behold pardon the pun, it comes to fruition as Logan Fanot affirms that he will be a BYU Cougar. I think this is a big-time pickup for the Cougars. He is a consensus uh, three-star prospect, but four-star, depending on which website you looked at. I know the 24-7 sports composite rating has him a high-level three-star, bordering on a four-star, but I mean it when I say it. He is now one part of a tandem of defensive ends that I really think could be difference makers for the Cougars. If the Cougars land the commitment of John Henry Daly from Lone Peak High School, you have two guys who come right from BYU's proverbial backyard who could be the solution to their pass rush issues in coming years. Both of them are accomplished pass rushers at the high school level, played for teams who made runs to the state title games this year, and are absolutely stellar athletes and true pass rush specialists. I love that Logan Fano, his story comes all the way full circle. 
He committed to BYU way back as an eighth grader, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, eighth grader. And then now as a senior at Timview, all these many years later, has come back around and will be a BYU Cougar after all of it. He committed early on and decided, you know what, I want to be a BYU Cougar and then realized, you know what, I need to open things up and examine my options and suddenly had offers from all over the place. It seemed like for a time he was destined to go play out of state for a Power 5 program and then that shifted at one point to really thinking that the University of Utah and their stellar defensive line reputation would sway him to stay home but go north to Salt Lake City to play for the Utes. But now he will be a BYU Cougar. He is the 13th commitment in the 2021 class for the Cougars. He joins his teammate Raider DeMooney, who I am extremely high on, by the way. Raider reaffirmed his commitment to BYU with an Instagram post out there on social media over the weekend as well. He is the son of Jack DeMooney, so it was kind of a hard sell to think that he was going to leave anywhere but BYU to play football. But those two at a Tim view... I think are a great tandem for the Cougars. They'll travel the, what, five minutes down the road from Timview High School to play for the Cougars. I believe both of them have mission plans, undetermined if they'll go after a year or go right out of high school. But regardless, he, speaking of Logan Fano, is a massive pickup and a huge win for BYU, capitalizing on their national cachet right now. Can the Cougars lure in some more commitments? That's the hope. But the biggest issue for BYU right now is they have a limited recruiting class. They don't have a full allotment of 25 guys that they can take when it comes to figuring out how to adjust for bringing in return missionaries, but also adding new talent out of the high school ranks, JUCO, and also transfer ranks. BYU will always look at the JUCO and transfer ranks if the right guy is out there, but they like getting guys out of high school who they can develop over the long term in their program. And Logan Fano at six foot four, two hundred and thirty pounds, he's absolutely the type of guy that could be an absolutely stellar pass rusher. He had 20 and a half sacks, according to Max Preps this past season. He gets after it, folks. And if like I said, if he gets the likes of John Henry Daly opposite of him, for BYU, I'm telling you what, BYU's pass rush issues could be a thing of the past if both of them live up to their potential. And I really like what I'm seeing from BYU on the recruiting trail. They're getting after it. They're capitalizing on what they're doing this season. Like I said, ranked number eight in both the coaches and AP polls. We'll find out with the CFP rankings. But regardless, BYU running up a nationally relevant record and really being a stellar team, I think he's got some people who might have looked elsewhere, like Logan Fanot, thinking, you know what, if I can do this at BYU, if they can do what they're doing, who's to say that I can't do it? And that's what BYU needs to capitalize on. Hopefully they add a couple more pieces here in the run up to the early national signing window in mid-December. But we'll track that for you guys over the coming days and weeks as we lead up, lead up to that. And obviously, after that early signing window, those national signing day in early February, hopefully BYU can add some guys in that run over the next few months that can be difference makers for the Cougars, like I think a guy like Logan Fano is for the BYU football program. All right, that's going to do it for this Monday edition of the show. A big thank you once again for your continued support of the podcast. Follow us on social media to stay up 
to date on the latest with BYU sports as well as the podcast. Search us out, Locked On Cougars, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You also can search my out my personal Twitter feed. My handle is at Jacob C. Hatch. And feel free to weigh in anytime via email with the show, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. It's a great way to weigh in with us there. And send in your questions now. We're going to do another call with our good friend Seth Baird from Algar Pest Control on Friday. Send in a question about your pest control needs. You guys will be entered to win a free treatment from All Guard Pest Controls. It's a real simple way to get your home treated for pest control this time of year, and it's free. That's the best part about it, and all you got to do is submit a question, and you'll be entered to win. All right, that'll do it for this Monday edition of the show. Hope you guys all have a great day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for November 30th, 2020, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow.